0: The weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios.
1: An, an elegant weapon, but a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound.
2: Supreme Neck Protector, better one of kids, better I gotta open my soda pop.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 319. It's Boston Comic Con, no, nay, say, Fan Expo Boston 2018. We are so happy to be here and excited, having many grand adventures. Joining me here to start the show is the man, the man, Stan, Stan Kanopka. How are you, my friend?
2: I am doing great. How are you, brother?
3: Wonderful. This is a fun show.
2: I like it. Boston's a pretty sweet town. People are real nice. They're book buyers. No one cares that something's going on.
3: What? I
2: don't he know. Bob wants me to bite it off. Oh, Bob Sally. What a weirdo.
3: No, this is what happens when you try to podcast at the Source Boy Press booth. It, it's a mess. Travis it's a, just a ate the travesty. whole pretzel. He pretty much put that whole pretzel in his mouth. That was impressive. Anyways, here we are. Fan Expo Boston 2018. It's weird because we're in Boston, beautiful place beautiful people but the weird thing is it feels like toronto because it's fan expo and i know you've never been to a fan expo no this is my first one do you feel any kind of difference between any other shows you've done read pop or any of the smaller shows
2: it's way better laid out uh read pop you can't i i there i don't notice what's going on there There there's so many people and i get so crazy so i don't really know what it looks like read pop other than what's in front of the source point bruce But here, I've gotten a chance to walk around a little bit, take some walks. They've really, really set it up perfect. The signage is good. You see where you're going from any entrance or exit. And the bathrooms are clean.
3: Yes, the bathrooms are nice. It's, it's really weird to be at a fan expo that's not in Toronto. Right. Really? And it's taken my brain some getting used to because it's just, I see all the people running fan expo in Toronto and they're all out here mm-hmm. doing their thing. And there is a very fan expo vibe to how this show's being ran. But Boston, beautiful
2: people, yeah, wonderful absolutely people. Absolutely insanely nice and supportive. Uh, a lot of, I, you know, well, the one thing I would have said that I noticed the most of. Was wonderful tattoos, really high quality. Yeah, lots and a of lot them. of women here match their shoes to the clothing that they're wearing. This is something you've noticed in particular. In yes, I've, meant, I've It doesn't please me. It just it makes. Well, that's something I, I was talking about. Well, hey, look how cool that person looks. Yeah, I was with talking about clothes. this earlier.
3: I was like, Boston has a seriously hip sense of style going on. It's very rock and roll. It's very chic. It's very, I don't know, people just dress well here. Well, well, the, I'm not I'm not talking dress well like classy expensive dress well people are just cool here Mm -hmm. like everybody's got a very unique look tattoos as you say Mm -hmm. are huge here everybody's every chigger is covered in them yep and it's it's pretty
2: rad boston's boston's a cool town man and i like the fact that the cosplay is good and not overbearing no, it, um, is it, it is light. It is light, which it's is kind good, of a it's fan good cosplay. Thing. Though it's, I've seen some yeah, really quality things there's this been weekend.
3: Some fun stuff. Uh, another thing that has struck me here is the level of talent in Artist Alley. I haven't.
2: I've been there twice. The only talent I saw was the ever glowing Casey Pierce Cosmic <laughs> Casey her first ever guest appearance at a fan expo yeah that's great she's holding it down in Artist Alley
3: yeah we're going to chat with Casey definitely today and uh, we're so proud of her and uh, she's guesting at all these big shows now. she's making her fan expo rounds uh, and it's wonderful it's awesome to see It's uh, she made the smart move she's not stuck here at the Source Point Press booth mm-hmm. you
2: know She's still repping the still repping the brand, but she's doing it over there.
3: Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm going to get away from all those smelly dudes. Yeah, and I, I understand. I'm going to do it
2: myself. I can't argue with that. I don't. Yeah. I don't she's think any over of them taking too, a shower. So. Really? Oh yeah, she's doing great. Good. That makes the, me happy. Uh, the
3: hard covers for Pieces of Madness. Are they going they, out? That's what's moving. Oh wow, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Good. So she's pleased with that. That's a great book. Indeed. But a lot of action over here as well going on at the Sourcepoint Press booth. We're going to yeah. talk to a bunch of the new kids who have joined the organization. Might People talk we haven't to had Frank. on the show. We're going to talk to Frank Goble. Ask We're him gonna questions. We're going to talk to Freddie Packard. We're going to talk to Ken Perry,
2: and it's going to be a very, very exciting show. Ask him thought-evoking. Questions. Him is Frank. I just pointed to Frank. You guys listening can't hear that, but I'm doing it again, pointing to Frank. Ask him uncomfortable, thought out questions. <laughs> It'll be more fun than anything ever. Personal? I'm well. Uh, if you do nature? it at, the, if no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you do it at the table here, let me know. I'll crawl underneath and yank on his pants every once in a while. Just <laughs> yeah. to scare him.
3: That's great podcast fodder. Um, either way, here we go, kids. The adventure begins. At Fan Expo Boston. 2018. Again, I'm here with Stan the Man Kanopka. His book is The Rejected. With Rejected Mr. Sean. Langley, it, Corey, book two Christian, Anderson—some crazy, crazy shit on these books. Yeah, and man. Uh, congratulations on all your yeah, success, thanks, bro. Thanks for all your help uh, along I, the way. I really hey, appreciate it It's my pleasure to support uh, wonderful art like this. So everybody, get to sourcepointpress.com. Get to the previews. Check out the yeah. rejected. Yeah. Go to, you go your to, LCS. to com- Yeah.
2: Go to your LCS. The order code is jun one eight one nine eight six. Get that book. Call me up. Let me know what you think about it. I love how each of you have down pat memorized
3: your order numbers. I I have (laughs) typed
2: it into social media posts about five million times.
3: (laughs) You got a dad. Yeah,
2: no, I'm pretty good with it now. All right,
3: kids. Here we go. Lots of fun times. Fan Expo Boston 2018. Here we go.
4: Well, God damn it. In that case, tell the people who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Jack Holder. Uh, I'm the writer and creator for uh, the following casework, which our first comic is going to be coming up just in October to Kickstarter. That's very exciting, man.
3: Bob Sally, would you stop getting in the way of my goddamn podcast? I'm not here. Go on. Move on with you. So, Jack, uh, good times. Um, Got Kickstarters happening and all this exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, like, talk, tell,
4: tell, tell. (laughs) So, this is the. T. Titus Time is a theological investigator. C- crimes of the divine nature. Anything that goes past the ordinary, he always just seems to be there. Uh, his companion, Bev, is a punk elf Hispanic hacker. Who is? <laughs> a yep. punk elf
3: Hispanic hacker.
4: <laughs> yeah. Like it, like it. I didn't know they were Hispanic elves. That's that's a nice twist. <laughs> She's kind of in exile uh, as a part of this. It's, okay. That's going to be coming up in... Uh, later issues. Uh, a quick reference is she says she's in exile and doesn't want to really talk about it too much, but uh, she's there really to keep Titus centered and on task and not just looking at the shiny new god.
3: Okay, I got you. That sounds exciting, man. Yeah. That sounds like
4: a unique, unique twist on thing. How long how long have you been into comics? I have... Uh, this is my first real comic book. I've done... Uh, short stuff. I've worked with anthologies for Wannabe Press, uh, but I've done a lot more of illustrated prose okay. uh, with my own works. But this is my first foray. Uh, could not be happier with the team that uh, awesome. I managed to put together. It's great to start with a good team, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 talk about your team. So, the illustrator, penciler, inker, uh, Lucas Santos, I found him through Upwork, and the guy is just straight up class i could talk about him all, all day he's <laughs> like so what can we do to make this better what can i d- do to help you along uh and chunlin zhao uh i found her as well through upwork but she had done work with uh james roach and wretches so okay, i was able okay. to uh, yeah uh as any artist or want to do we were able to send him a quick email how is this girl he's like you need to sign her and you need to sign her right <laughs> yeah, now shut up and do it that's always good advice when it's put that way often yeah. and then yeah, yeah. and then for lettering uh, I, w- I went with one of the best Micah Myers yeah, worked with cool. yeah you can't we go wrong with Mike Mike Micah Myers no you can't go wrong Image Dark Horse yeah, yeah all the yeah, indies yeah uh, I have an idea I put out 24 pages of comics he's like all right, give me a couple hours to letter this comic.
3: Couple hours. Nice. <laughs> give me 20 minutes, so I'll have this all wrapped up for you. It's all good. That's cool, man. Well, congratulations.
4: It's a very exciting time then, you know? It's it absolutely gorgeous. is. Now, the Kickstarter, has it happened? Is it going to happen? Where are we at? It is going to happen. I want to give time to, uh, for everyone to set up, get a little teasers. It's coming to Kickstarter October 15th. Okay. We're going to do the usual... 30-day Kickstarter looking for about $2,500. Right on. Uh, But the comic is all done. Uh, We're putting together the next issue, which will be our first real arc. Okay. Wanted to give people a taste with this one-shot, let people know if they like it or not.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: And uh, then 2019, we're going to be coming up uh again with kickstarters for the first couple of issues oh this is exciting for you jack it's going to
3: be a crazy new journey that you're going to be venturing on uh i wish you great luck i wish you great success when the kickstarter is rolling you'll have to come back absolutely we'll do an episode specific where we can sit down and get into things a little Uh, i'd like to hear what inspired the idea and all that good fun stuff so uh for now tell the people where they can
4: find you online to check out what you're doing so, you can find me online on Facebook or at a really weird uh, website, arcaneinkdistries.com, I-N-K-Distries. Okay, right on. Uh, where you can find free pros twice a week. Uh, we've oh, got nice. a couple dozen stories for people's uh, viewing pleasure right now. Uh, it comes out in about 500 word uh, clumps every Tuesday and Friday to make it easier for someone to just catch something quick on the bus or on a nice break.
3: Very, very cool. You hear all that, kids. Get online. Check out Jack Holder. Jack, very cool to sit and chat with you. We shall do it again, my friend.
4: Absolutely. Cannot wait to do it. Thank you so much for having me on. Anytime. Word up. The journey continues, kids.
3: Casey's Casey's not too sure of herself at the moment.
1: No, I'm very sure of myself. I've just, like, you know, I've been your guest so many times. I'm sure the audience is sick of me.
3: Wandering around Fan Expo Boston this morning, I wander over on yonder to to say good morning to my good friend, Casey Pierce, as she sets up her table, and what do I find, lo and behold, she's a cheating on me with another podcast
1: oh yeah you caught and me in I'm bed with another like, podcast <laughs> look at her i just like
3: oh they're all
1: fam-
3: they got a t-shirt with their name well on you know it, what i it, immediately cute little microphone
1: listen pictures. listen boo boo i immediately <laughs> said oh look it's jason clark of an elegant weapon podcast thank you, thank you for the
3: insta plug
1: oh you're very welcome
3: it is incredibly awesome to be here in boston with you
1: oh thanks i'm so happy to be in boston with you i'm so glad because i can't go to fan expo at the end of this month so we're at least i can stay here we're
3: okay not, we're not going to deal with that pain until we come to it because it's just going to be hard too hard a bridge to cross okay we'll, we'll deal with that when it happens but for now we are at fan expo together we are here in boston a beautiful city beautiful people inside and out oh she's too tempted look she's got someone looking at her book she knows she's got well, to say something to him. No, go no, ahead no, go at do, least it. I do it hi do
1: how's it going <laughs> can I tell you a little bit about that
2: yes. ladies and gentlemen a pitch uh, Nor- from Casey Pierce
1: and Nora has the ability to go into your coma either retrieve you from or help you cross over but she obtained the ability while working in pathogenic development for the CIA uh-huh. as yeah, so all he and painted so it's a little different and I'm happy to say we just signed uh, the film rights. Nice. So there's a film in the works. Cool. Um and in celebration we're doing all four issues for just fifteen bucks today.
4: It's okay.
3: Take the plunge. <laughs> I think that may be the official first official recorded information of the news. Oh yeah, that was total so that a, Nora.
1: Total cameo. That Nora. Nora Oh, oh yeah, oh, but the film. Film rights. Yeah.
3: Good God, what's going on? Uh
1: yeah, so um, shoreline. Uh, we have uh, a deal. Are we even allowed to be talking? I don't know, <laughs> so I'm gonna step cautiously. Um, well, let's
3: just talk about it, and then we'll check with the big hairy well, beast, and we'll take it from there. And well, see if we all know we, that we're allowed to post this. Survey.
1: Rotten Tale, Rotten yes. Tale, yes. Uh, a graphic novel by Mr. David Hayes, one of my biggest mentors. Um, has just been turned into a film so it's Corin Nimick from Parker Lewis Can't Lose and Stargate so that film has been produced that was uh, it's distributed by Shoreline so the same distributor um, we have a few of our titles uh, offered up to them on a slate and uh, Nora is one of them and uh, it looks like we're going to press on it's going to be a matter of time
3: how much information do you have as to why Nora because I mean I'm not doubting why Nora of course Nora but is it because of the success of the book? Uh, do certain people in particular just like the book and th- find it fitting for the screen?
1: Well, I, t- I talked to the producer, and, uh, or direct, the director, rather, and he did say you know, he liked the surreal aspects. He, he was excited about putting the surreal to screen.
3: Okay. Yeah. So
1: that's what he really dug about. He's like we we can do that and uh on a budget. <laughs> Which is going to
3: be interesting. It's going to be a cool challenge to see because yeah. you've got some kind of dreamscape stuff in there that that's will the be difficult on a budget.
1: It, the the whole series itself has a film like pacing and that's right. the way I wrote it. Right. So, I think it transfers to the screen very well, if I just say so myself.
3: Um Are you nervous
1: about that?
3: Are you Is this going to be kind of thing where they just take it and do it? Do you have more input? We're
1: writing the screenplay together. Oh, okay. Um, So I'm excited to say that this is going to be a new medium for me, too.
3: Oh, very cool. I didn't know you were going to get to write the screenplay. Oh,
1: yeah. Is this Um, your first screenplay? Yeah. Yeah, You've never messed
3: around with it in any way?
1: Nope. Not at all. Not at all. So I'm very excited about this new medium I'm venturing into. Um... But, yeah, and, uh, you know, receive executive producer credit, that kind of thing. Nice. You know? nice.
3: It shouldn't be too hard a translation because, as I you say, it so. is kind of laid out.
1: Yeah, you know? I, I did write a synopsis. It's a lot of dialogue, not tons of
3: narrative, right?
1: No. Um, but there are certain aspects that might not translate well. And when I wrote the synopsis, I wrote that with that in mind. Um, so there's a few things that happen with characters that uh, in, in the in the series in the comic series I might not have it on screen um, but it, you know you'll see where they overlap
3: right and well that's there's always concessions made when things gotta be translated
1: oh absolutely and I totally there. bend when the wind blows hell somebody's interested in making my comic <laughs> into a film
3: shoot uh, where are we going with the film or sorry with the comic itself well, yeah, when are we when are we getting this uh, next little volume rolling
1: oh yeah ask Travis um, <laughs> we
3: will ask Travis. I'm going to go over there, hit record well, and ask Travis, because got... the world wants to know when they're going to get more goddamn Nora.
1: Right. Well, Kelly O'Hara, the artist, she uh, she's, she's waiting for a, a deadline date, but she's she's already got concepts in the works, and uh, they're looking beautiful. And uh, the trade for Nora Volume 1, we will kickstart that uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, Cool very excited about that right after my birthday yeah so happy birthday we did that on purpose happy (laughs) birthday (laughs) here's a train um and then uh going into volume 2 I see that I see issue 1 being released probably shortly after if not by let's see uh, probably by May
3: yeah shouldn't take too long no No, we're just going to slap them all together right Right. put a new cover are you gonna fresh cover or what's the deal with that
1: oh I'm looking at Greg Tuccini but um it's it's uh, it's hard to get in contact with that cat. Oh yeah, that's who I've got my eye on, but uh, we'll see. It's gotta be
3: hard because there's so much talent. That's one thing I've noticed. I don't know how much of the alley you've gotten to walk through. There's some talent in Boston. Some oh yeah, beautiful for sure. artists. Oh, <laughs> I, I
1: reached for a AC French fry for, and it went, yeah. it went
3: everywhere. It, it, it kind of exploded in her face. Uh, <laughs>
4: situation. Sorry. <laughs>
3: All right, well, that's exciting. So, Nora, the first volume, the first four issues will be made into a trade. You will all be able to get the trade. Yes. After that, you will be able to get the movie. Yes. Uh, crazy. Um, I will be doing whatever I can to somehow be involved in this movie, even if it's some dude walking on the sidewalk across the street. That's how much I care about Casey and her work. Uh, That's I'm, how honored I'd be to be
1: involved. I am honored like, That's that you'd want to be in it.
3: What do you mean? It's a crazy-ass cool story. Why wouldn't... I think a lot of people are going to be want to be involved, no? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I man. want everybody involved. Hell, I put my, my family in my comic book. It's
3: going to be such a cool adventure for you because every little bit of this process is going to be new. You're going to have to cast. You're going to have to... I don't even... I, it's probably too much to even think of mentioning that you're gonna to have to learn to do
1: right it's, it's gonna be a whole new <laughs> chapter in my kind of my life
3: pressure or
1: intimidation <laughs> no and i'm just thinking about it <laughs> it's
3: gonna be good it's gonna be awesome nora has been a huge success ever since it came out i am so happy and proud of you oh thank for, you i'm I mean,
1: very blessed hey i remember when i met
3: you about five years ago, for the first time, at Motor City Comic Con, and you were not doing anything. You had just done the blog at that time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was a about
3: blogger. Remember when you were just a little bitty blogger? I was. It was your
1: baby, <laughs> yeah. baby blogger. And you were writing your little
3: stories, which eventually evolved into Pieces of Madness, right. which we didn't mention and is doing very well this weekend. So talk about that.
1: Yeah, the hardcovers are going like hotcakes. Uh, pieces of Madness, seven short tales of the insane, cultist, and paranormal. Definitely a Clive Barker meets Twilight late zone so a gore piece and the great thing about this re-release with the hardcover for one thing comes with a gorgeous slipcase. we only made 500 so there are they are individually numbered and uh we have a slew of illustrations from uh, kelly o'hara bruce scurlock tony maiello uh joshua werner uh J.J. and several others on the track and i am just uh it's a beautiful book i absolutely love it but yeah i didn't know how the demographic would be out here but um boston they like their novels
3: yeah. Which is great. There's a few. Well, you're kind of in a row here with some other. I am. I'm in a row with so. some
1: amazing talent. But you're James, also right James across A. Moore the way. is right next to me. That's good. So times. that's awesome.
3: You're right across the way from Jay Lee. I am. Which is all right. Um this is a very tattoo heavy city. Have you noticed this?
1: Yeah. Well, every, look at Bob Sally. Very
3: pretty girl is covered in beautiful tattoos. Yeah. Like just gorgeous artwork.
1: I'm tempted. If I had more money on me, yeah, I have a side piece. Not a side piece, is yeah. not <laughs> No, I was
3: thinking side leg. What? No, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's on my. It, I don't know if I've ever seen it. What is it? It
1: is my uh, childhood nickname, KCD.
3: KCD. Mm-hmm. How is that a nickname? Like they called you KCD? Yeah, my dad. City? No. How do you say that together? No, my dad makes it awkward.
1: No, my dad would always say KCD. Oh, KCD because my middle name is Danielle. So oh. I just put it as KCD. So when I sign my notes, oh, I put okay. KCD. That's, that's cute.
3: That's cute. Your daddy, who is in fact in Nora.
1: He is in Nora. He's now, General Brand.
3: Now, since he's General Brand in Nora, uh, is there consideration that he will continue through into the film?
1: If he does... Do you think he'd
3: be willing to?
1: Fuck yeah, he would. Oh, yeah? my dad. I <laughs> Dude, when we did that live-action trailer, yeah. he was the best part of it. Yeah. And my my dad has been in indie films before, and he is oh, really? he's amazing. And he is former military. My dad was right. in Vietnam. Um, so, so that would
3: be cool. If, you, if, 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 dude, if he was in it... Role. Has this not crossed your mind?
1: No. Really? <laughs> but that would be, it would be really had awesome. We've already actors
3: play some of these roles, including kind of yourself as Nora.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Right? That's true.
3: Yeah. Um... There you go. It's Saturday. It's mid afternoon. A lot of the looky blues are doing their walkthroughs. Uh, so we're gonna get uh, let Casey go and start pulling a few of them in.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna need some more coffee.
3: I can get you some coffee.
1: Oh, that'd be great. I I appreciate get you that. Some
3: coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Miss Casey
0: Pierce. me to sing a song?
3: Kyle Kaminsky. What's going on over here? You think
0: I'm uh, trying to sell some comics, and uh, <laughs> it looks like there's some FBI. F- it looks like there's some FBI agents who are interested in Josh Doll's doings. Actually, they are the caterers for the convention center. <laughs> what? Okay,
3: how do you know this?
0: Because they know Josh. Uh, like, they, you know. Uh, I think that they own a bar or something okay. that Josh used to work at. I'm down. Are you really recording this right now? Yeah, we're recording this right now.
3: That's right, because he cooks and stuff, right?
0: No, no, he works the door.
3: Wasn't he a chef once? I don't think so. Why do I think that?
0: No, he's a teacher. That was just a (laughs) completely absent-minded thought
3: that I put in my head. Kyle Kaminsky, how are we doing with the resistance, sir?
0: Uh, It's all right, yeah. uh, We're here just selling the books. Um, uh, I don't know. People who buy them get excited about them. Uh, (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I'm going to uh, buy this, but I'm sounds. not looking right.
3: forward to it. I will read this in protest. <laughs> Ridiculous. Tell the people about Resistance. With uh, so
0: it's high action science fiction about alien refugees, human outlaws, and bounty hunters 100 years in the future.
3: That's fun. I'm a few issues behind. You've had a lot of new stuff come out since last we spoke. Uh, where are yep. we at in the Resistance story?
0: Well, we finished the first uh, miniseries called The Broadcast Offensive. Uh, and in this miniseries, they're fighting what I call this oppressive corporate state okay. that's secretly being run by some of these other alien refugees. Oh, the leader yeah. of the Resistance, Interval, it's actually her fault all these aliens are stuck on Earth. Okay. So she has to put together a strike force to try and bring the uh, the power back to the humans.
3: Nice. she got to clean up I her own bloody mess. There
0: yeah uh, oh the, they're taking advantage of the humans nice. and so obviously because it's her fault all these uh these aliens are on the planet feels overwhelmingly guilty and has this sense of responsibility to do something about it right so. right so. and then uh we also did a one shot um one of the characters from the resistant kestrel that we successfully kickstarted in april
3: right right right, um, right
0: and then we uh launched our new series sophia saturn that isn't connected to the resistance And I call that a teen space adventure. Teen space adventure.
3: Do tell, explain. It's
0: uh, it's about a high school senior ready to start her adult life until her high school on Earth. uh, Actually, on the mining moon Titan, okay, uh, orbiting Saturn. Okay,
4: Um,
0: but yeah, she's ready. You know, she's finished high school and she's ready to go back to Earth and do college. Um, and then her and her friends get sucked through a cosmic wormhole and into the middle of what seems to be an intergalactic war.
3: Interesting. Now, what inspired you to go to the teen realm?
0: Um, I don't know. Just something it different. Like something fun to do. Yeah, I mean. popped into your head and you are yeah. like, this, this seems fun. Um, one of the things I really like to focus on is science fiction. Right. Um, and I wanted something different than the resistance. Do you feel the the you resistance. can still identify with the teenager? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's kind of funny somebody asked about prom and i was just speechless at the time i was right, like right. i never even thought about prom and and they're like well that's what every high school senior is thinking about is yeah. prom yeah that's and what i was like trying to ah, get to. okay
3: good point now did right. that was that afterwards or did that influence the, the book no
0: that? this was yesterday <laughs>
3: <laughs> none of these teen space kids give a damn about their prom that's coming off
0: but it's a pretty small school. There's one school on this mining colony. There's 6,500 residents. Okay. So there's, you know, there's about 100 people in her graduating class. That's all right. And this is the first graduating class of Titan High School. Right, right. Um, so I did come up with the idea. There's other mo- mining colonies past the asteroid belt of Mars, uh, that uh, is past Mars. So there's other mining colonies um, on Uranus and uh, moons on Uranus and Titan. And... Um, so they all have a prom together, but it's a virtual prom. Now, is it targeted at teens as well? Yeah, well, it's all ages accessible. I mean, you know, the best comics are, I feel, and it's maybe a little nostalgic, but the best comics are the ones that are accessible to kids, but interesting enough for adults to, sure. to enjoy. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's, I, 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 there's less violence than the resistance. Um, the kids never have guns in their hands. Um, and we'll never pick up a gun in this series. Okay, so you um, went right the other way. Yeah, so okay. I really wanted to go with the adventure more. See, the that's fun because everything always than... set
3: in space is always war. It's like right. space is always at war for some reason. No, there's a war Can't going we on. can just a fun, but... adventurous, like... Are we talking like Goonies style adventure? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's a good one. Yeah, so that's yeah, Goonies in space.
0: Man. Sometimes, well, yeah. Sometimes I say it's the Riverdale gang okay. meets Lost in space. Right. See, that's exciting. You know, and both of those, you know, they're they're series that you know teenagers are watching and adults enjoy too. So right,
3: right. Even in Star Trek, it used to be, like in the old days, the like yeah. Kirk days, it was adventure and excitement and these right. one-off, you know, swastbuckling stories they'd have to do. And even that has slowly turned into where Star Trek is Star Wars. Right, right. mean there's a big, giant war going on or it's, it's not enough,
0: you know? And now when I was younger, that was always the thing that interested me more about Star Wars is that Star Trek was always boring to me yeah but right. then as i got older i appreciated it more and totally got it's a, into yeah, it's it as a an adult to
3: get when you're totally young and like, right okay, was when's he, gonna punch, when's he gonna punch somebody <laughs> right. can he use his phaser that would be super cool so talk about the team involved in the project
0: oh so uh yeah absolutely um my biggest thing are my artists and colorists that i work with i've been really fortunate to work with established um uh, uh professionals um so for uh sophia saturn um I'm working with ben herrera who did a couple of issues of the hyperaction series um, that ties into the resistance and then the colorist ross campbell who uh colored Good. the resistance mini series right, right. and uh i mean they really just hit it out of the park with this nice. um and i'm just so happy and proud of the the look that we cultivated that's awesome this. man
3: i'm excited to check that out.
0: yeah that's... and ben's using a little different style usually his stuff is a little Blockier, choppier, and he's going with a softer line weight okay. and uh, a more almost cartoony style. That's fun. Which, you know. A little more appealing to a younger audience.
3: It's nice to try something different because, I mean, you've been working on The
0: Resistance for years now, man. Well, yeah. It's
3: kind of actually about time you did something else. <laughs>
0: well, The Resistance, I co-created with one of my best friends in high school 25-plus years ago, that's, Jason Krause. That's
3: Krauts. insane, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we did a couple anthologies back then. Right. Um, but we just, you know, kind of moved on. I actually had my own shop after we, we published, so I moved into the retail side. But when I wanted to do comics again these characters had been living in my head for 25 years right so right. i had to dude, do it i yeah. had to
3: get them out there's no room for nothing else these people have lived entire lives their entire lives need to be put down on paper i totally understand
0: and that, i right? i have a hundred issue outline for the resistance oh dude. my
3: god where would you say you are in oh a hundred issue you yeah, said oh my issues, god yeah. Dude, dude.
0: easy yeah like, I'd love, I'd love to see that. It's gonna be a while that, then, man. Yeah. Well,
3: right on. I appreciate that because there's not enough ongoing these days. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's really not. Uh, and I think you kind of have
0: to find that balance as a creator.
3: I understand, and it's hard for the smaller publishers and stuff, and the mid-publishers. Like I mean, Source Point Press—they don't uh-huh. really like to do ongoing series. They'll do like four-issue volumes, then start another volume but I appreciate when an indie guy can take it as far as he can like I've done 319 episodes of this podcast yeah. awesome. and part yeah. of why I don't want to stop at this point is because I want to see how far I can go right. right right. and it's a continuous thing and it's a giant journey which is just like working on a comic for that right. bloody right. long right so I love to see that there's an artist in Toronto Jason Liu okay and he's got like Toronto's favorite comic book it's called The Pitiful Human Lizard okay it's fantastic I'll comic it book out. and he's up to like 14, I want to say. Okay. But he's one of the, he's like, awesome. I'm not, I'm, he's no end. Like, that book's going to keep on going. And I absolutely love that. There's not enough of it. And I know it's risky.
0: Yeah, you know, I and understand. it's the market. It's it's will the market support it? Will your fans right. support it? But
3: once you have one under issue one, right? Then you can at least expect anybody who did like it to come back. Yeah, and that built in audience gets a little bigger. Yeah, a little bigger each time. And yeah,
0: and I've been fortunate. People have been enjoying the book, and people come back to you know oh, that have fun, picked up the first right. issues and come back and finish it. And that's awesome. Yeah. Man.
3: All right. Well, tell the people who haven't where they can find it.
0: Uh, well, you can get us uh, d- uh, the books directly at bigbluecomics.com. Um, and uh, we're at conventions. We have uh, Rose City Comic Con coming up in Portland, Oregon next right, month, right. and uh, Baltimore Comic Con. That's exciting. And uh, we'll be doing uh, Kickstarter for Sophia Saturn in October. Uh, you we're finishing must up-
3: return. Let me know when that's happening, and we'll Skype it up, okay. and we'll have a big proper episode chat. Awesome, because that's exciting stuff, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah.
0: Um, when are you gonna come to camp? I don't know.
2: I don't Who know mean? if they'll let me in.
0: Why wouldn't they let you in? It's <laughs> <laughs> the problem. I have a, I have a shady past. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah I'm, a, pretty, I'm a good person nowadays. So. Have you ever <laughs>
3: driven a car into a tree?
0: Oh, no answer. Because <laughs> <No comment. laughs> that's pretty much the
3: one big reason to not get into Canada. We'll discuss that next time uh, that Google Kyle me. appears on the show. <laughs> we will talk about the time that he drove a car into a tree. But Ooh. for now... <laughs> Uh, check him out online. It's Kyle Kaminsky. It's The Resistance and lots of new fun stuff coming. Kyle, it's always a pleasure to chat with you, my friend.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Jay. Right on. All right.
5: Can we do an all-swears edition? An all-swears edition? All-swears.
0: I think I'm going to go this way.
3: That's a little more comfortable. Should
5: I? No, okay. I got We're good. Hi, Josh. Hi, Jay. How's it going?
3: Good. Shall we continue our Interrupted by Technical Madness conversation from Motor City Comic Con?
5: You're the... You're the... Maestro, I'm following you. I
3: don't remember what we were talking about.
5: Probably comics. It doesn't
3: really matter because you've got some new stuff going
5: on since we spoke last. Skies Over Superior. Talk to me about it, dude. Um, Skies Over Superior is a comic I'm doing with the very talented artist Laura Burrell. Who's right here? Say hello, Laura.
6: Hey, how's it going?
5: Right on. It is, um, I call it a monster adventure. It's about a girl who discovers mythical monsters are attacking her city and she has to find a way to stop it. That's exciting. I hope that it is. (laughs) What inspired this? I kind of don't remember. (laughs) Okay. I was uh, teaching a class on comic writing and for the last session of class, I was going to challenge all the students to come up with something completely new. Use the principles of comic writing that we had discussed throughout the session. Right. Do something completely new. So, to be there with them, I was like, I... Also, we'll come up with something completely new. And as I was walking over to class that day, this is what formed in my head. Okay. I forget what basic elements I drew on to get it, but since it formed, I've added... I've drawn from other kind of like personal source material and sure. put it together. So it was
3: kind of from a moment of just like complete empty voidness. It was kind of like... You weren't really trying to think too hard. You just let your brain go blank and something came out of it.
5: It was like... Which can work well from time to time, right? Uh, well, I was putting my money where my mouth is. Yeah. And I told these people, like, look, if you use these skills, you can just open the story box and pull out a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just opened the story box and pulled out a story. That's exciting. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> nice. And how did you and Laura come together?
3: uh Laura? Laura, do you want to tell us how that you guys came together?
6: Sure. I moved up from Jacksonville, Florida, knew absolutely no one up here, and found out about a comic book creating group at Kamikaze Comic Book Shop, and I just kind of showed up and said, hi guys, you're my friend now, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you got to do it though, new yeah. city, you find your,
3: find your place to be, and be like, okay, I'm here, make that announcement. You know? Yeah, exactly,
6: yeah? exactly. How long have you been drawing? Uh, for uh, all, all Lifelong, time Time long, were you yeah. one of
3: them little kitty doodlers who was always drawing on something?
6: Exactly, exactly. Right on, right yeah. on. I won a billboard design contest in uh, kindergarten. So. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, it was a terrible drawing. I don't know why they picked it, but yeah.
3: <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's quite a first credit to have. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. That's exciting. Uh, how, how are you feeling about the project? Are you excited?
6: Yeah, it's actually my very first uh, completed, full-length comic book issue. It was a real challenge for me, but I'm learning a lot, and I think it turned out very, very nicely. Uh, I'm getting, actually, a lot of really nice compliments today. People are really into the color, really into the line.
3: Well, I've only seen the cover so far from what I've seen, and, yeah, the palette's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. It's gorgeous. Yeah, here, open her up. Let me flip her through there a bit. Oh, Yeah.
6: (laughs) The ghost
3: page. Oh, I like the blues. Uh, I do, too. I'm a sucker for the blues. But yeah, I know. You totally catch the, the feel of the coldness there and stuff.
6: Get to the last page.
3: We're going to the last page. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. The
6: northern lights.
3: That's nice. So were you just kind of self-taught, or have you uh, gone no. through any schooling?
6: Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I definitely have never stopped drawing my whole life, but I did go to a kind of prestigious art high school in jacksonville florida for my last two years and then i studied art at college okay. so yeah. yeah 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 right on is
3: it professional for you at this point then or are you freelance like
6: freelance currently but i have had jobs in the past where i would consider all, myself a professional <laughs> right oh yeah we all gotta have our
5: jobs of different mayhem are you still teaching i'm substitute teaching during the school year i teach comics classes whenever i can get one together right on what else is new talk to me josh Dahl. what it's else been a while. Is new? this is
3: the first time ever let's talk about where we are because you've been on the show many times over the years yes but now we're actually where you come from in, yes. Bo- in
5: boston this is fan expo boston is it weird for you that it's become fan expo it is weird yeah it's weird for me too i still want to like say Toronto. boston comic con yeah um hey, how, what's the difference any difference this year I don't know because Boston Comic Con was growing so fast. Right. That there's a good chance it would have been just like this if it had stayed Boston Comic Con. Right. But I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I really like about the fan expo structure. There's a lot of things that are kind of the. the I don't like so much.
3: Right. Well, it's going to be a bit of a growing process. It absolutely right? is. Right right? right. right. And I, it's weird for me because I see all the staff out here and it's all the guys from Toronto. Oh, right. Right. And, you know, see them out here. And it's got that Toronto vibe; it really does. And, and Fan Expo is more of a, a, a mellow show. It's not like a, a crazy rock and roll party of a right, con. Right. You know what I mean? It's more of a nice slow mellow wave. It's more like uh, it's more like the reggae of the con scene compared to like
6: the scene. New right. York
3: say the or the rock and roll of New York or Motor City. You know? Right. You know. But it's okay. it's weird to see a, a Canadian company's influence on these American cons because there's a definite difference. You know, like Americans to me they do cons right. Okay. You know, it's a good time. It's 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 inclusive. It's uh, it's exciting. It's so what, what is the? It's American. What? It's big. It's bold. It's better. You know what I mean? Right. It, so what Canada, is the
5: Canadian variety of a con?
3: It's like this. It's very mellow. You don't hear much going on. There's not noises and lights and sounds everywhere. All oh, right. And, right. And
5: you know, crazy
3: excitement. It's like this. It's more like a show. It's a true convention. Right. Right. Where you know, there's your. Where the people are literally just
5: convening. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. you know That makes sense yeah
3: yeah and they uh they fall into the the current of looky-loos that just kind of grew through like sheep right
5: (laughs) well i i from over my peers in artist alley would wish there were a few more looky-loos right yeah the the way the traffic flow is set up not to get too far into it but jay if you can imagine if you draw drew a line right in front of this booth here and cut it off no one would know oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> right, like if you just cut Artist Alley completely off of the building, right, 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 no one would notice that it was missing. Right, right, yeah, it could be hard, man. Right, so there's no, there's no flow into or out of Artiss Alley. Yeah, it's, it's just, just part of everything here. Right, yeah, you have no, to like. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It's hard to see where it starts and where it ends.
3: You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's that way. Well, tell the kids where they could check out Skies of Superior. Where is it available currently? Other than um, out of your hands. WWW,
5: your hands. Well, (laughs) right now, there's a few places online you can get it. Easiest way start at www.skiesoversuperior.com.
2: Okay.
5: And then it'll take you to the Facebook page where I can then direct you to the store when it's set up. Very cool, man. It looks beautiful. I'm very excited to read it. I'm,
3: uh, I'm looking forward to it, Laura. It's wonderful to meet you. It was so very nice to meet you. Congratulations on the new book. As I say, I'm looking forward to reading it. Where can people find you and your work
6: online? Uh, you can find me at Laura Burl on Instagram, on Facebook. I've got two, those both artist pages. Burl is spelled like Pearl, but with a B instead. Nice, nice,
3: very good. Well, listen, Josh, my friend. Yes, Jay, my friend. Feel better.
5: Feel so much better. Feel better. I feel We're glad that... We've,
3: we've nestled ourselves into the warm bosom of the pod. We've potted together at Fan Expo, and I'm very happy to have gotten to talk to you here in Boston, where it's my first time being, too. So,
5: Sorry to extend this. Yeah, no. How are you enjoying Boston, the city? So far, so good. To be honest, I expected a little
3: more, I think. Maybe I had higher expectations of just... I forget how... Okay, here's a weird dichotomy. As a Canadian, everything in America seems bigger. Right. But as someone from Toronto, I forget how big Toronto is. Right. So I'll go to all these famous American cities like Detroit or Boston or wherever, expecting this, you know, this uh, predetermined division of what American big cities are, and they're dwarfed by Toronto. So, I get here and I'm like, wow, Boston's fucking small
5: as shit. So, I mean, so we are right now in the Seaport District. Right. Have you, had a, have you had yeah. a chance to get out of the Seaport District and actually get into no. Boston? No. I haven't been in, like,
3: Boston proper. I don't think. The
5: Seaport District sucks. Okay, right. And it's, there's not a lot around here. It's like, a beautiful, fancy Lego village. Okay, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing here. Right. There's, there's a cool music venue. There's a cool, like... We couldn't even find anywhere to like just like sit down and have a burger no. and a pint. No, you know? it's, it's 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 hipsteropolis over here. Okay, so it kind of yeah. sucks. Once you get into actual Boston, yeah, it's a nice town to walk around and look at. There's well, old I hope architecture. to come back it's one
3: day, yeah, and actually check out the city. I'm leaving tonight after the show, wow. unfortunately, but I do plan to come back. One cool thing is, for some reason, uh, flights between Toronto and Boston uh, they're cheap and they happen often. Uh, yeah, Porter Airlines. If anyone ever needs to know, fly Porter Airlines. It's uh, because it's not out of Toronto's big airport, Pearson. Right. Okay. It's at a Billy Bishop, which is a tiny one on the Toronto Islands. All right. And uh, it, it's really convenient. It's like an hour and ten minute flight away, you know, and uh, very affordable. So, and it's not that far, right? What you gotta go through Quebec, through Vermont, and you're in Massachusetts, pretty much. Right, right, right. So, right. It's good to go. But uh, Josh very cool to talk to you thank again. you so much man. laura wonderful to meet you so nice to meet kids, you kids that's skies of sorry skies over superior y'all need to check it out josh until the next time
5: thank you so
4: much Extra, baby. Extra, baby.